Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, you're listening to the Saving You Is Killing Me podcast hosted by me, Andrea Seidel. I'm the author and founder of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. This podcast is for you if you're ready to find a way to struggle well, take back your power, and live life happier while you're navigating loving or losing someone to addiction. I wholeheartedly believe that when you love someone with an addiction, your life gets damaged in some way. Since we can't control someone else's addiction, but we are greatly affected by it, the number one thing you can do is take back your power and focus on you. I believe happiness, joy, and well-being is available to anyone. So the thoughts and perspectives I share here on the show are my own and those of the guests on the show. If you ever hear anything that feels harmful or triggering, I'm pre-apologizing and I'm open to being better and value any feedback and the permission to be human. That said, always take what you love, what feels good and leave the rest The conversations and tools I'll share here will give you everything you need to figure out exactly how to navigate addiction, put yourself first, and how to build resilience for your well-being in a way that feels really, really good. I use these tools to take back the power in my life to build my strength back up and restore peace. And I teach my clients how to create their own version of a life where they can tap into their power and restore their happiness. My goal is for you to listen and leave saying, why is this the only family or spouse support system that doesn't make you feel like you're the problem? And it feels so energizing, empowering, and uplifting thinking that you're not going crazy after all. I am here for you. Finally, please know you are not alone and you are worthy of prioritizing your well-being. So let's jump into the show. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I am so sorry. I haven't been recording podcasts in a little while because it was the holidays. And then I got that cold that everybody seems to be getting. (laughs) And it just took so long for my pesky little cough to go away. So I wasn't able to record these podcasts. And I felt so bad because I know how much um, you guys love these podcasts and all the listeners and all your amazing feedback. And I just apologize for not being here for you in a consistent manner with the podcast over the past couple weeks. But I am here and I have exciting news because this is episode number 99 and I have a whole bunch of amazing episodes coming up for you that you're just going to love. So I hope I can make up for lost time. And uh, today I wanted to talk all about this idea of 
is it really an addiction? Am I really dealing with addiction? Because I remember when I was in the mock, I remember questioning, is it an actual problem? Are we dealing with addiction here? Or like, or, you know, cause he would always say to me, I don't have a problem. I'm not, we're, we're not dealing with addiction or, you know, I don't need help and this and that. And so I thought it would be a really, really good episode because chances are, if you're thinking that there is a problem, I have to say there probably is a problem. I remember questioning myself and thinking like, you know, is this normal? Or, you know, there were so many bizarre things that were happening when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. And I remember trying to figure out if I like how to spot the signs, like how to recognize that there is an addiction problem. How do you recognize that we are dealing with addiction, right? How to spot the signs of addiction. So I thought today would be a really good episode just to go in because addiction is very it's terrible, right? It has detrimental effects on the person, but also on all the people in their life. And that's what this community is. That's what the SYKM community is. We are here for you. So you don't feel alone. It is hell, hell, loving someone with an addiction or even losing someone to addiction. Or if you've left your addicted loved one, you know, you're still picking up the pieces of your broken heart. Or if you, maybe you've been discarded by your addicted loved one as well. So there's so many things that wherever you are, this will still help you. This podcast is meant to support you. It's meant to help you take back your power and focus on you so that you can put your life back together. So let's talk a little bit about addiction so that you're not like thinking you're going crazy. And let's really talk about some of the clear signs of addiction. And, um, and that might help you, right? So addiction and addictive behaviors there, they basically result in so many unpleasant and distressing symptoms. There is a whole host of devastating consequences such as breakdown in relationships, reduced work performance, poor physical health. Um, and there's so many adverse effects, even personal finances is affected, right? You don't need me to tell you all this, especially if you love someone with an addiction, you're probably shaking your head going, yep, yep, yep. But sometimes we just need that confirmation of that we are actually dealing with addiction because denial is a real thing. So many people deny that there is a problem. There are a lot of people also that like, I know I did, I was like denying it to myself. But meanwhile, I knew that there was a problem. So addiction is terrible. It destroys the person's life, but it also destroys and wreaks havoc on everybody else around them. So so let's look into if you're not quite sure if you're dealing with addiction and you may be Google searching for evidence to support that there is a problem here or evidence to support your suspicion of what's going on or you're questioning, you know, that there's weird changes in behavior or, you know, you know that there's something amiss. I remember knowing in my gut and knowing in my intuition that something was not right. And I knew that this isn't normal behavior and that I suspected that there was a problem. And I was so curious and really upset trying to figure this all out. So addiction is probably 
playing a role if you're suspecting that it might be. So usually there are signs, usually there's things um, that are going on and and here are some clear signs. So let's jump into it. So clear signs that someone is an addict. This is so that you can fast track your way to regaining your power. This is so you can really know what you're dealing with so that you can take back your power, focus on you so you can uh, use this to help you move forward, to help you, right? Remember, we can't cause, we didn't cause addiction. We can't cure addiction. We didn't, can't control it. So the reality is, is that when someone has a problem, there really is not much we can do as bystanders. So this information is just meant to fast track you, to regain your power, to focus on you, and just to know what you're dealing with. Mine, my addicted loved one hid his addiction for years until he couldn't anymore. So I, I was in the dark. I didn't know, but I knew there was something wrong, something going on. So the first step to recognizing are we dealing with addiction or is addiction, a, you're suspecting it's a problem, is to know what addiction is. So is basically recognizing an addiction problem is, is important um, and it can actually be harder than it seems, right? You might be questioning, you might be unclear and you may even be denying the realities of addiction. But the first step is to recognize that According to the American Society of Addiction Medicine, they define addiction as a chronic disease that affects the brain's reward, motivation, and memory function. So someone with an addiction will crave a substance or other behavior habits, they'll crave it, and they'll often ignore all other areas of their life in order to support or fulfill their desires. So General signs of addiction are lack of control or inability to stay away from a substance or a behavior, right? There's decreased socialization. There's um, lack of commitment or abandoning commitments. It's ignoring. They often will ignore relationships. They ignore risk factors. So, um, you know, they might, they, the risk factors might be like their liver isn't functioning well and they'll just continue to drink. Um, so physical effects too, like withdrawal symptoms are often shown, right? And they need higher and higher dosages to, in order to get the same effect. So these are just common signs linked to addiction and the degree and intensity for each sign may depend on how long the addiction has been going on or what it is that we're dealing with. So a healthy person, usually you can start to identify negative behaviors and healthy individuals, usually they can get rid of this habit. It doesn't form into addiction, but that's not the case with someone with an addiction. Addiction starts with a choice. So choosing to use or choosing to gamble or the choice is how it starts, but then it progressively moves into not having any more control over it. So rather than admit that a problem exists, Sometimes people will deny or justify um, out the behavior, right? And they'll continue the behavior. So the other thing you want to know is that there's different types of addiction. So addiction is commonly associated, obviously, with substance abuse or alcohol, but behavior addiction is also an addiction. So there's gambling can be just as serious, for example. And so addiction comes in the form of consistently trying to 
unable to withstain or abstain from certain behaviors or substance. They continue to use, and this is the general um, type of, this is the general characteristic of addiction. So there's different substance addictions, tobacco, nicotine, alcohol, inhalants, drugs. They could be illicit or non-illicit. Medication can also be an addiction, but there's also behavior addictions are also serious uh, addictions as well. And they can be gambling, working addiction, sex addiction, pornography addiction. There's all kinds of other behavioral addictions as well. So just identify the initial signs. So what we want to do in the early stages of any addiction, a person might not show these telltale signs, right? They may not show them in early stages, but some of them might be you know, they're just experimenting or maybe there's a family history of addiction or maybe they're drawn to a particular substance or activity and they experiment with it. Um, They might be seeking out situations where they can, where the substance or the activity is present. Uh, They might have episodes of binging or excess and where they do lose control and uh, a little, right? And then, um, but they don't really have feelings of remorse Morris after. So this is how the initial, how it initially starts, right? When it becomes a common social behavior like drinking or smoking, it's sometimes difficult to determine, is this a problem or, you know, because drinking is a socially accepted thing in our society, right? So social drinking, for example, is acceptable and sometimes it's even encouraged. So Addiction is sometimes hard to see in the initial initial stages, right? Um, so do we know if it's a real addiction, right? If sometimes we don't in the beginning. But then as we pro- as it progresses, it becomes more debilitating. It becomes a debilitating habit. There's increased risk, and you can start seeing the seriousness of addiction starting to kick in. So addiction is serious, and there are some clear signs that you can look for. And let's go into them. Okay. So now this, of course, depends on what the addiction is that you're dealing with. I mean, for example, my addicted loved one was uh, addicted to cocaine and alcohol. And so so some of the symptoms associated with that addiction are, would be different than, for example, someone with a gambling addiction. So just kind of accommodate this to what it is that you're dealing with. So some clear signs is to look at their eyes. So their eyes may become itchy, dry, bloodshot. Their pupils may be dilated due to certain drugs. There might be yellowing in the eyes along with their skin from some liver dysfunction if it's more alcohol. Um, Redness happens because these tiny blood vessels in the eyes get dilated. There's inflammation happening. So you know, so looking at their eyes um, gives is a dead giveaway. I remember looking at my addicted loved one thinking that that they were looking right through me and I was looking right through them. Like I could not see them in there anymore. It's like, are you even in there? It's like an empty vessel of a human. Um, and then sometimes just the dilation of those, those pupils were so big that his eyes looked like black. So scary, so bizarre. Anyway, so eyes are a really big indication of what's going on. Also, So the nose, they might have, you know, sniffling, sneezing, bloody noses. I dealt with that all the time. I was washing pillowcases left, right, and center. Um, They might be indications of, you know, huffing or inhaling substances. 
such as paints or powders or snorting cocaine um, is the most common way to ingest things actually, right? So the nose filters and allows for you to breathe. So when you're snorting chemicals or when you're putting things up your nose, the thin lining burns the lining of the nose and really does create and wreak havoc and make damage, right? And so... So you can see, so keep an eye on that. I was totally ignorant to it. I thought that there was, I was dealing with a sinus infection, a chronic sinus infection before I even knew what was going on. Um, and so, yeah, so just paying attention to that. Also, you might look for physical marks like injection sites um, at the creases of the elbows. You might be looking at appended, uh, like at their legs for some track marks, they call it, or visible scars or cuts on the body. Um, if you're living with an addict, they're probably, they'll try to prevent you from seeing these things um, that prove that there's drug use. So they may wear long shirts or long pants, even in hot weather. Um, the other thing that might happen is chronic itching. I remember my addicted loved one would be itching his legs like nonstop is that there's so much itch there. And apparently chronic itching and skin picking can be caused by drug interactions that interfere with the body's histamine. So their reaction to, you know, is uh, like an allergic reaction. So they, um, they get itchy. So an addicted spouse may also feel like their skin's crawling apparently. And um, all of this is a common knowledge with, uh, from psychology, and from psychotherapists and from doctors. And I'm just drawing on it for you here. Um, sometimes they may even perceive bugs crawling on them that are not there. So the psychosis might kick in. Um, this occurs often when people are abusing uh, cocaine or methamphetamines as well as this chronic itching or feeling as if there's bugs crawling on them. You might want to look for and watch for skin changes in skin color because um, skin is our largest organ. It can be affected by drug use. I remember um, my addicted loved one looking very gray and just very like not a lot of um, life force in his body. Um, alcohol use may make your skin blotchy and red. Methamphetamines can cause even sores on the face and in the mouth and on other areas of the body. Malnutrition is very common um, with addiction, different types of addiction, obviously exhaustion, de dehydration um, can all cause the skin to change and to look different and um, for the appearance to change rapidly, right? They might appear old very quickly. Um, so just pay Paying attention to that. The other thing is acting secretly or suspiciously. I remember uh, my addicted loved one walking around almost like he was like tiptoeing around. It's so weird. It's like this like like hiding sort of walk is so weird. Anyway, in, so look for secrecy or kind of hiding things or like peculiar, peculiar things. Like spouses might begin to act a little bit secretly. Mine wouldn't tell me where he's going or he would get really paranoid about me looking in the middle console of his truck and um, just acting very suspicious and or hiding as if they're hiding something. Um, a drug addicted husband, for example, might show no remorse for the lies he tells. He's hiding his addiction um, and just act kind of suspicious, like that they're maybe they didn't act like that before. Um, looking for that, right? Um, and 
looking and just being um, aware of potential lies and manipulation. Um, Because as you know, um, when you're dealing with addiction, addiction comes first. So drug use can cause people to not act as they would normally um, in efforts to hide their addiction or in, in efforts to support their addiction. So just pay attention to that. The other thing is to look for a lack of interest in their normal hobbies or their normal pastimes. Suddenly their world becomes revolves around their addiction. And you may notice things like that, like they stop doing the things that they used to do or their friends change, right? They lose interest in the things that used to matter to them, right? So when drugs are abused, right, addicts often give up their normal hobbies, you know, such as exercising or maybe playing video games or different sports or things like that. Uh, The other thing is abrupt mood change. Oh my gosh, this is so what I dealt with. I thought I was dealing with bipolar or maybe depression or something when I didn't know what was going on. Um, The mood swings of addiction are unbelievable. So your addicted partner or spouse or child or whoever it is, they're going through major life changes, right? Um, They get more and more dependent on what it is that they're addicted to right? And they become more dependent on it. The ups and downs, like the highs and the withdrawals and the lows of when they're not getting their, their, what they're addicted to met, their needs met there, then it's just this, you know, they're irritable, they're not getting what they need. And um, so, and then uh, not to mention the, if they are on certain drugs, they cause huge changes in, you know, their dopamine levels, like rise and fall. And so it's really, really common for there to be abrupt mood changes, anger, irritability, you'll notice mood swings, anxiety, un un reasonable reactions to things and events. It's like, take mental note of this because you might be dealing with an addiction. Um, This is really, really prevalent. So when dealing with a drug addicted spouse, right, um, they may have moments of resource remorsefulness. And I remember that is like, oh, I'm so sorry, I treated you like this. And I would get love bombed the next day and things like that. And then the next second, they'd be super defensive and defending themselves. And then suddenly, like, it was just, you know, it's just crazy. And as addiction worsens, um, they go through more and more intense withdrawal. They go through more and more mood swings and you might be noticing this. This can also cause depression, irritability, anxiety, fatigue, anxiousness, right? They have huge influx potentially, if whatever, depending on the drug they're on, of an influx of dopamine, their feel-good neurotransmitter, and then just a plummet where they feel very depressive, very down. So, The other thing, and I kind of mentioned it earlier too, is new friendships. It's like suddenly, you know, my addicted loved one was going to all these different people's homes. I had different people coming to my house and my driveway at times. Um, New friendships also are pretty common, right? Um, So someone who has an addiction end up making new friends that support their addiction and they'll surround themselves with people who are doing the same thing or have the same tendencies. So they may start spending time with new and kind of questionable people or just different people, right? So 
the, the, the drugs have to come from somewhere. So, um, so you might be noticing new friends or suspicious people around. Um, it may be because right. That's where they're obtaining their drugs, but also that's, those are the people that they can use drugs together with and they bond, um, from being high together or, you know, whatever they are doing together. But a lot of addiction is actually pretty private. Like pornography addiction might be hiding in the basement. Um, you know, um, that kind of thing, right. Sex addiction, you you never know. So just, uh, you know, it depends on the addiction. So the other thing that happens too is that I uh, you'll notice that sometimes existing friendships will dissolve, right? Just like they make new friends, they also begin to let go of meaningful long-term relationships because they might be getting in the way of their addiction. I know that's why my relationship ended is I found out what I was dealing with and um, he ended up text breaking up with me and abandoning and just leaving and disappearing. So um you don't be surprised if, you know, long, meaningful relationships just suddenly end um, because usually it means that that relationship is getting in the way of their addiction. So when drugs take over an addict's life, right, they often abandon their friends or anything that's getting in their way of their addiction, right? They stop hanging out or seeking friendships or friends. Um, and you'll notice there's a quite a big remarkable change in behavior there. So, so many things that you can keep an eye out. And I hope some of this is helping you if you were kind of questioning you're not quite sure yet if you're dealing with an addiction. Um, and I hope this just kind of helps you a little bit. Also, there's a clear lack in motivation. So you'll notice a change in behavior is this lack of motivation, right? The drug or alcohol abuser or gambler or whatever the addict you're dealing with, they may no longer be motivated by basic things that that matter. So maybe the chores or showers or, you know, working out, they may no longer be motivated by those things. So there's a lack of motivation there and they're really motivated by what it is that they're addicted to. Right. And so also when they're not using, if it's drug related or when they're not gambling or when they're not doing it, there might be lethargy. There might be depression that kicks in. Perhaps they went on a binge. And, um, so then they just become lazy at that point, or, you know, there's an offset in their, their neurochemicals in their body. So they just, you know, their brain is affected by their addiction. And so, as we know, the dopamine levels that are heightened through drug use or through whatever they're addicted to, um, and the, what happens is, is that it's no longer with a lot of drugs, it's no longer naturally produced. So then the offset is the counter to that is this overall exhaustion or fatigue or lack of motivation. So you'll notice a change in behavior and motivation. The other thing is you'll notice things like poor job performance. So I know with my addicted loved one, what I didn't realize is he went from different job to different job. And then, you know, he lost his license and he couldn't hold that job anymore. And just, you know, slowly things started to 
not be done as well as job performance definitely decrease. So that's one of the hardest parts of how people, how we, we like us, uh, those who love someone with an addiction is that they might lose their job. They might lose their license. There's so many things that fall by the wayside when we're dealing with addiction. So you'll notice that drug addicts specifically can get to the point where all they care about is getting their drug of choice right? So their workplace, you know, doesn't matter to them as much. Their motivation, their performance, right? Isn't a priority for them any longer, right? So this may be, you know, taking taking effect on their careers, on their lives, on their jobs. Um, and they might even just disappear and not show up to work to support their addiction even. So the other thing is they may be becoming inattentive. So so addiction is all preoccupying the uh, your addicted partner child whoever it is their minds are absorbed and consumed by their addiction right and they may have a hard time holding conversations completing simple tasks um you know they might even become like a shell of the old selves that they are a shell like an empty version of who they used to be right they're no longer interested in you or in anything that actually gave them pleasure and they're really focused about you know this this new thing or their drug or their addiction or they seem preoccupied so they're inattentive and preoccupied. That's something to look for, right? Now, every substance or every addiction is going to have different effects, right? Like if we're talking about you're suspecting a gambling addiction, well, maybe you're starting to notice things in bank accounts, or maybe you're starting to notice things of, you know, a faulty claims, or maybe you're starting to notice money going missing or, or things, you know, even with any addiction, right? You'll start, you'll, maybe you'll be stolen from, I know money started going missing for me. I remember catching my addicted loved one in my wallet, taking money out of my wallet. Um, devastating, but a clear sign you're dealing with addiction, right? So, um, so yeah, so there's, there's the bottom line is, is that look for changes, look for general changes in, in personality. You might start noticing a lack of interest in hobbies and activities, missing important obligations like work or family functions, risk-taking tendencies. Um, they might be ignoring negative consequences of their action. They might not really even seem like they care that you're going to get upset with them. Um, there might be poor hygiene habits happening, things like that. Start really taking notice of behavioral changes and then also start looking at their health. You're going to start noticing changes in their health too, um, such as just paying attention to it, like maybe bloodshot eyes, maybe constant illness, chronic sinus infections like mine, and then unexpected injuries as well is another sign. Um, changes in weight, right? Abrupt changes in weight, maybe bad skin, hair, teeth, um, that kind of thing. You're going to start noticing maybe they have night tremors. Maybe they start sweating in their sleep. Maybe they're throwing up for no reason or um, staying up all night. The huge behavioral change is like their sleep cycles change 100%. If you're on cocaine, you're not sleeping, right? You're up all night, right? Notice changes in speech such as slurred speech or rapid rambling, things like that, or just nodding off when they're sitting there in front of you and they're just like, you know, um, chances are like there's 
there's you're dealing with something you're dealing with addiction um the other thing is eating habits will substantially change um i know i used to make dinner and my addicted loved one would just would not even eat it it'd sit on the i'd save it and i'd wrap it in tinfoil for him and everything and i'd even try making his favorite meals thinking that maybe you know it'll help him eat but no appetite um and then followed by after he would sleep for days he would only eat like a big mass a bowl of like fruit loops or sweets and things like that so changes in disordered eating is is a really really common thing to look for too changes in mood aggressive behavior irritability depression apathy um suicidal thoughts or threats are all also common and so yeah so these are just you know all these kind of signs to look for um there's symptoms of addiction symptoms of uh a problem and these are signs and symptoms and they can always vary from person to person depending what type of addiction that you're dealing with um but I really do encourage you to recognize like what do you do with all this information right and so Chances are, if your intuition, if your gut is saying there's a problem and you think you're dealing with addiction, chances are you are dealing with addiction. And regardless of that, watching someone lose themselves to the depth of addiction is devastating. It's the hardest thing to ever watch and face. So the best thing you can do is educate yourself on the specifics of the specific addiction you think you're dealing with. And I would say become an expert, right? But trust that intuition. If you think there's a problem going on, there probably is. Avoid denial in yourself. It's hard to come to terms with the fact that, you know, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your child, that they might be addicted to something and that you are dealing with an addiction, right? There's so much stigma associated with that. And it's almost hard to believe. I know I was there. But I wanted to do this episode because all the signs were screaming me in the face. Like I knew there was a problem. I didn't know I was dealing with addiction. I started getting a little bit insight to the fact that I might be dealing with addiction. And then as soon as I I found out for sure, I was like, holy cow, holy cow, holy cow. It's like he read the instruction manual on how to act when you have an addiction. So I hope that you listened to some of the insights and, and it just gave you that empowerment to know what you're dealing with, to move you out of a state of denial because denial is that state where you're denying or distorting what's really happening. And what happens is when we do that, we might not be advocating for ourselves. We might not be taking action that we might need to take. And so it's really important to, especially in terms of loving someone with an addiction, that addicted loved one needs to get help themselves. There's nothing we can do to support them. There's nothing we can do to remove their addiction, unfortunately. But what we can do is knowing the truth of what we're dealing with, faced with the facts, right? It can help us in so many ways, right? It can help you just to take back your power, move to a place to face this adversity head on and, you know, 
look at yourself and what it is that you can do. And that's what this whole community is about. It's about finding support, knowing that you're not alone, knowing what you're up against. It's like, I, I, I'm doing this to pull the wool, you know, away from your eyes so you're not missing anything. And just begin to read up on addiction, begin to educate yourself and also Know that you need to prioritize your well-being. Don't get into the darkness, sucked into the darkness of addiction. Don't get on that roller coaster. Um, advocate for yourself. Look after and prioritize your well-being. So I hope that this was helpful. I know it's a little different of a topic because you know I'm all about focusing on you so that you can put your life back together and not focus on the addicted loved one. But I thought this was a good one because I did have some people reaching out like, what are the signs of addiction? What to look for? That sort of thing. So I thought this might be a good one just to do before our hundredth episode. I have an amazing episode coming in the next episode, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So sending everybody so much love and hugs. And of course, if you have an idea for a show, or if you want to share your story of strength and resilience, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I would love, love, love to have you on the show and just to share your, your knowledge, if you have knowledge, your expertise, as well as your experience and your strength and resilience. So thank you everybody and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support group or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.